Praise the Lord. Well, again, we welcome all our first-time visitors, and we are so glad that you came to worship with us. And again, happy Mother's Day. You mothers look beautiful today. As a matter of fact, you look beautiful every day. Amen? I'm, you know, why don't we have all the mothers stand up at this moment? Every mother that is here today, every mother that is going to be a mother. Amen. Well, we just, we're so honored and we appreciate everything that you do for us. Forgive us for taking us men for granted, you know, but we thank you for all that you do and all that you represent and, uh, and just the tasks that you uh, mothers are faced with every day. We pray God's blessings on each one of you today. Amen. Oh, God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Well, my mother is in town, but unfortunately she couldn't make it to church today, so uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom as well, and to my wife, and as well as my mother-in-law, believe it or not. My mother-in-law loves me. You can ask my, she loves me. I mean, she spoils me crazy, you know, and I'm so blessed to have a great mother-in-law as well. And for all the mothers also in the children's ministry, we also honor them today. Amen. Are you excited today? Well, I have a special message today for all our mothers, and, uh, but we all can benefit from this message as well because it comes from the Word of God. Amen? Let's ask God's blessing upon His Word. Father, we just thank You for this precious day. Lord, first of all, we honor You because of who You are. And today we honor our mothers. Thank You, Lord, for the way You created them. So special, so precious, so tender, so beautiful. Father, bless our time together. And let your word go forth and let it sink into our hearts and bring total change in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm so excited this morning. Amen. Well, as we know, Mother's Day is not just today. Mother's Day is every day. Every day is Mother's Day. Mothers are special and they have intrinsic value given to them by God Almighty. They are created in the image of God. Mothers are always into details. I tell you, I have been studying my mother for years. I have been studying my wife. I still study my wife. I'm still learning. But they're into details. Mothers are always concerned in covering all the bases. We men steal bases, but mothers... Go from base to base very carefully. How many of you remember the story of the Magi during the Christmas holiday when the, men, the wise men came to see baby Jesus during Christmas? Do you remember that story? Well, you hear a lot about the wise men, but let's switch it around a little. What if they were wise women that came to see baby Jesus? Imagine that, what a story that could have been. All right, so it goes something like this. Before the visit of King Herod, the wise women would have stopped long before to ask for directions. <laughs> then they would have stopped somewhere to put on some makeup. Then they would have stopped at the great Starbucks from the east for some Colombian coffee. 30 minutes later again, they would have stopped to ask for directions again just to make sure they're on track. And after this, now they would have arrived on time. They would have helped 
delivered the baby, cleaned the stable, spray put puri all over the stable, made a special dish, a casserole and a salad, and brought practical gifts such as little booties and little uh, baby bibs and baby diapers and wipies. And that would have been a perfect Christmas story. <laughs> Amen? But see, this is the nature of a mother. And God created that in her to nurture, to love, to care, and to look into more closely of what we men overlook. And there are some things that a mother would never, never say. I had a list of them, but we would be here all day. So I just cut it down to two. Amen? So these are some things that a mother would never say. She would never say this. Let me smell that shirt. Oh, yeah. It's good for another week. <laughs> a mother would never say, little Johnny Jr., I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. Those are the things that a father would say. And these are the things that mothers look into. Let me go into a little history of how Mother's Day got started. And so we have a lady named Anna Jarvis, who is often uh, most credited with, founding, uh, with the founding of Mother Days in the United States. Designated as the second Sunday in May by President Woodrow Wilson in 1914, aspects of that holiday have since spread all over the world. What is so interesting about Anna Jarvis was that she never married and never had any children. But she wanted to honor her mother. She wanted to uh, honor the woman who had impacted her life. So she decided to make this proclamation of honoring the mothers uh, throughout America and also throughout the whole world, although we celebrated uh, in May here in America. But way before Anna Jarvis initiated this special day, it was God who created and placed a high honor on all the mothers since the creation of the world. It was God who, who placed this honor on the mothers because it would be through one special mother through whom his son Jesus Christ would be born his mother Mary Jesus our Lord honored his mother even before he died on the cross now let me explain something to you Mary is not the mother of God I want you to understand that but she is the mother of Jesus. Remember the title that Jesus had. He was called the Son of Man. Mary was the mother of Jesus because remember, Jesus is fully God and fully man. But she is not the mother of God. God never had a mother. If, she would, if God would have had a mother and then someone greater than God had to exist. Are you with me so far? God is God from everlasting to everlasting. There is no one beyond him. He is God, the Almighty, and he exists from the beginning to the end, and he says that to us because we have a beginning, but he does not. He is from everlasting to everlasting. 
Would you join me in reading John chapter 19? I don't know if they're on the screen today. Well, there we go. John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Mary was chosen by God to do his will. She submitted to God's will. If you read the first chapter in Luke, Mary says, My soul glorifies my Savior. And who is the Savior of the world? Jesus. She would deliver the Savior of the world. And that Savior of the world would deliver her. Isn't that beautiful? God is just perfect in all his doings. She was chosen to do his will. She was chosen to bring into this world God's only son. It would radically change Mary's life. Now ponder this for just a moment. Mary was living in a time where it was not common for a woman to be pregnant without being married. She would have been stoned to death. Mary did not have a lot of support. She did not have the comfort of a luxurious home. She did not have a top-of-the-line baby crib or a large baby shower celebration. Much less, she did not have her baby in a well-known or prestige hospital which she re would receive attention uh, or medical care. And on the way to her delivery point, she rode on a donkey. Picture that. After Jesus was born, he was presented to God in the temple. He was circumcised eight days after his birth. And when they walked into a temple, there was a man named Simeon. And when he saw Jesus, he said, Oh, Lord, I can depart in peace. I have seen thy salvation when he saw Jesus. And Simon Simeon said to Mary, his mother, he said, Behold, this child is destined to, uh, for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. And for a sign which will be spoken against. And then he said to Mary, Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. She pondered that in her heart. Women, mothers, take words very seriously. And she took that to heart. And Mary would suffer much pain in watching Jesus being rejected by his own people as well as his own family as he was crucified before all. Can you see Mary taking care of Jesus? I know every mother can see this. Meeting his every need, concerned possibly at every moment, making sure that Jesus didn't hurt himself or get lost as one time Jesus got lost in the temple as Mary and, and, and Joseph were desperately looking for him. And we, he stayed behind in the temple discussing theological questions with the most educated religious leaders of the law. Mary was concerned in her thoughts about Jesus' future sufferings was taken to heart every day of her life. 
the hugs, the kisses. And maybe there were times when Jesus fell and she ran to him to kiss away his pain. Isn't it amazing when our children get hurt that they run to mama? They never run to daddy. They went straight to mama. And mama just comforts them and kisses them. And everything is okay. Well, Jesus said, I could have told you that. But mothers have a special care for that. There were times when Jesus did some things that had Mary always pondering about what the prophet had spoken into her life. These were the memories that Mary could not let go. Jesus was a loving and obedient son, and he loved his mother. He cared for her, and he enjoyed his mother's company. Now, at the foot of the cross, four women were there, but I'm going to zero in on Mary. Mary was at Jesus' feet at the foot of the cross. It was not easy for her to see her son convulsing in excruciating pain on the cross. Hear her cry saying, I'm here, Yeshua. Yeshua, mama's here. That's Jesus in Hebrew. And like a crying child today, she would hear the soft, comforting voice of his mother saying, mommy's here. But this, this is the last moments of Jesus on the cross. And in Matthew, we find that Jesus had four brothers and some sisters. Oh, yeah. Mary had some kids after Jesus. She was a mother, all right. And yet Jesus bypassed the earthly bloodline and established a new family. And in doing so, he fulfilled what was written of him in Psalms chapter 6. That's not on there, but you can write this down. Psalms chapter 6, verses 9 through 8. It says here, I am become a stranger unto my brethren and an alien unto my mother's children. Remember that at this point, Jesus' brothers did not believe in him until after the resurrection. So at the cross, Jesus turned to the one who did. And who is at the foot of the cross? John, the beloved disciple John. No doubt it was him partly because John was there. He was the only male disciple willing to jeopardize his life by taking a stand at the foot of the cross. And it was only fitting that Jesus would entrust his mother whose breast had cradled him to the one who had himself reclined on his own breast at the Lord's Supper. Isn't that beautiful? Behold thy mother, John. Mother, behold thy son. Joseph, Jesus' stepfather, probably had died some time ago. And now Jesus, as the elder son of Mary, took charge in caring for his mother. Now, think about this. He's on the cross doing this. And Jesus, now grasping for his last breath on the cross, took the time to honor and to take responsibility for leaving his mother under the care and under the authority of the disciple John. And you see here that Jesus gives us children, husbands, Daughters, a great example of honoring our mothers. Ephesians 6, 1, chapter 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. With promise. One of the reasons the following, uh, in following this commandment is that we parents won't end up killing our children. Hold back. <laughs> that is if you don't, don't, don't honor us. This is one of the Ten Commandments, and, and that is to honor your mother, honor your parents. Listen, how you treat your parents matters a lot to God. They are the delegated authority in the home. Some, I was talking to a parent a while back. She says, our children run our home. That's sad. You have it backwards. You run the home. Father, you step up. You be the man of the house. And you teach your children to respect and honor their mother. Oh, you was one of those old relic religious leaders. <laughs> Call it what you will. But it won't work your way. Amen? Amen. A promise comes with this commandment. How you treat your parents matters a lot to God. And that will determine how long you will live. And if you don't obey it, your, your life will be shortened. And you will suffer the consequences. Every precious moment that you honor your mother, no matter how bitter or how sweet, God will work it for your good. Doesn't matter what you've gone through with your own mother, if you honor your mother, God will work it for your good. I want to quote Lisa Turkhurst. She said this, and I quote, Motherhood is a million little moments that God weaves together with grace, redemption, laughter, tears, and most of all, love. Isn't that beautiful? God is weaving all this together for your own good. When you honor your mother. So how do we honor our mothers? Well, I got four. There's more, of course, but I only have time for four. So how do we honor our mothers? We honor our mothers when we love them. How do we do this? You do it unconditionally. You love your mother unconditionally. Teenagers, your mother needs to put a sign on your door that says, hey, Love me like you love me when you were two years old. Before you ran to me, now you run from me. And you will come back. And let me tell you something, they do come back. They do come back running to mommy. My oldest son calls my, calls my wife. He never calls me when, when he has serious, delicate trouble. He calls mama. He never calls me. Hey, son, what's going on? Oh, no, I already talked to mama about it. <laughs> They'll come back. Love them unconditionally. Love your mother when she is young. Love her when she is old. Listen, our mothers are givers. They give and they give and they give and they give the best years of their lives for you, for me. And even if she has nothing to give you, you love your mother. That's a commandment. And this is pleasing to the Lord. Listen, hug her affectionately. You know, I'm Hispanic, so we hug all the time. You're going to see me, I'm going to hug you. That's what we do. We hug our mothers. In public, out of public, nowhere, we hug our mothers. We kiss our mothers all the time. Ma, I love you. 
We, we do that sort of thing. But it's not a Hispanic thing. It's a God thing. Amen? You need to love on your mother. Hug them as she hugged you when you were born. Amen? Mothers are givers. And this is pleasing to the Lord. Embrace her. Kiss her. Tell her how much you love her. And you demonstrate that when you obey. You demonstrate obedience to your parents. That's how you demonstrate love, when you obey your parents. Colossians 3.20, children, obey your parents in all things. In what? In all things. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Children, you want to please God? Obey your parents. Hey, listen, I didn't write this. This is coming straight from the Word of God. I'm telling you what God is telling us. I'm just a messenger. The message never ends. The messenger may change, but the message never changes. Amen? We honor our mothers. This is number two. We honor our mothers when we listen to them. Do your best to listen and to understand your mother. They cook, they clean, they're accountants, they're doctors, they, they are mediators, they are, they are planners. I mean, they do it all. I'm amazed at what my own wife does. At six in the morning, I'm reaching out to her side and she's not there. What, did the rapture happen? I mean, where is she? She's vacuuming, cleaning the living room at four in the morning. She's washing dishes there and preparing. Like, Honey, don't you ever rest? Honey, if I don't do this, nothing gets done. All right, I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> but you see, we men take that for granted. We should get up. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you, honey, when I retire, I'm going to help you. But God says, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. No, you need to start that now. They have different roles. Mothers wear a lot of hats. They do a lot for us day in and day out. And when we get into trouble, like I said, our kids run straight to mama. Because, see, daddies don't understand. And we're too busy watching sports. We don't have time to listen. Go talk to your mother, son. <laughs> when one of my kids get hurt, I tell them, hey, son, you're going to be fine. It's gonna, you're going to be fine, son. But when they run to mama, mama screams at the top of her lungs, oh my Jesus, what happened to you? Let's pour some peroxide and antibacterial cream on that, on that wound. <laughs> and the children, they listen to mama and, and they comfort them. And then and a minute later, they're okay. Listen to her counsel. Listen, I had three, two women in my life that impact in my life and spoke to, to my life. One of them was my mother, of course. The second one was my grandmother. She prayed for me. She spoke to me. She, when we were in church and I didn't pay attention, she would be praying and she would be concentrating her prayer and without looking, she would pull my ear so that I would stay quiet and she would continue praying. <laughs> she would tell me, you respect the house of God. If we had cell phones back then, we wouldn't have them in church. That's for sure. With grandma there, you wouldn't have no cell phone. She would have a whip on her hand. Of course, my kids, as my kids said, so, Dad, you're old school. We need to bring that back. Amen. Listen to her counsel. Take heed to her words of wisdom that will help you to stay out of trouble. When mothers take time to listen to us, we should take the time to listen to our mothers. 
Hear her instruction. It's valuable. It's gold. Proverbs 1.8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. Look at that. That's deep. Then number three, we honor our mothers when we care for them. We ought to care for our mothers. For they care for us no matter how old we are. My mother still comes, son, are you okay? Son, mom, okay, I'm worried about you. Mama, I'm 52 years old. I don't care. I'm still your mother. Sorry, mom. Yeah, mom, okay. No matter how old we are, they still care for us. Our mothers will do things that us men will not do. Our mothers will clean up messes that we men do not dare to touch. Your kid could, could vomit in the living room, and if you, you look at it, you, you'll leave it there for days until mama comes around and cleans it up. Honey, did you take little Johnny's shirt off? Now nah, he'll be okay. We'll hose him down outside. Care for them in their golden years and do not be embarrassed of her lack of physical strength or how she looks. Respect her and tend to her knees as Jesus did with his own mother. And Jesus was on the cross. Although all his life he honored his mother, he was an obedient son. Call your mother, remember her, and tell her that you love her and enjoy her presence and never, 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 I don't care how old your mother is or what she is not capable of doing, never tell your mother that she is of no use to you. That's a curse. You honor your mother. She can pray. Well, I tell you, if she can't do anything else, she can pray and be careful with her praying mother. Just a quick testimony here with my own mother. I was a rebellious child. I was a rebel without a cause. My mother was devoted to the Lord. When I was living at home, I was about 20 years old. I remember one time I came home and she was on her knees with her hands on the TV set. And as I looked, there was a preacher on the TV set. And I came in there mocking her. I said, Ma, that preacher, all he wants is your money. It's a waste of time. And my mom is about maybe five foot one. She's a little lady. She got up with this bold look in her eyes. And she pointed that little finger in my face. And she, I'm going to see you one day worshiping and preaching the word of God. I will see it. These eyes will see you. So get ready. And believe it or not, I always talk back to my mother. Believe it or not, this time, I didn't have a word to say. I was stunned. Why, why couldn't you say maybe an engineer or a, or a rock star or, 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 or a, why couldn't you say maybe I'd be an athletic star or something? A preacher? How does that fit in? And to this day, she has seen me preach the word of God. Watch out for a praying mother. She's dangerous and Satan fears her. Amen. Amen. Behold your mother. Do not place your mother on the back burner when she is in need, for God is watching you very closely. Proverbs 23:22. Listen to your father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, I work for UPS. I've delivered to old folks' homes. And it's sad to see all the mothers that I've never visited. I have a tendency to say hi to them. 
One lady said, could you stay five minutes to, to talk with me? And you know, working for UPS, you don't have that kind of time. And so she began to tell me about her life, how she was left there. Nobody visits her. It broke my heart. And so for five minutes, I listened to her, maybe Ted. And she tipped me. No, no, it was an honor and a pleasure to hear you, but she tipped me. And you know what? I had more time at the end of the day because I listened to her. God provided a way for me. Care for your mother. Call her. The last thing we are to honor our mothers when we forgive them. I know we live in a time and age where families are broken apart. Mothers have killed their children, abused their children. It's amazing. But the Bible says these are the signs of the last days. When the love of many will grow cold, we are seeing that today. How does a nation fall apart when families fall apart? How do families fall apart when we we don't honor our parents? When we disobey and disregard the word of God? Maybe your mother has done some things to you that made you despise her. And you can't face to see her any longer. Maybe your mother have abused you verbally or physically or has abandoned you and your siblings. I say to you, as the Word of God says, forgive her. Well, you may say, I can't forgive her. What you're really saying is, I won't forgive her. But God commands us to forgive her. How do I do that? It's hard. I understand. It is hard. It's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and stand here and tell you it's easy. It's not. But if you have the Spirit of the living God within you, who forgave you, you have the power to forgive your mother. You have the strength, you have the love that's poured in you by the Holy Spirit to forgive your mother. Because God says with all things with him are possible. And when you forgive your mother, you may say, well, she's no longer alive. Forgive her anyway. God is listening. You will be set free. And God knows your heart. And you will be at peace with him, with your mother, and with yourself. Colossians 3.13. Honor, uh, bearing with one another, I'm sorry, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. If you're a young mother and you experience that, get with a mature mother. A mother who has been there. Get with them. They can pray for you. They can mentor you. You didn't have a mother. You need those kind of matriarchs in your life. Amen? That can help you grow, help you to be the mother that God has called you to be. I want to conclude with this. The love, the warmth, care, and tenderness of a mother is a reflection of who God is to his children. The closest thing that a child could see of God is a godly mother. And I want to say to all the precious mothers here today, by the grace of God, we praise your uniqueness and we value you and we appreciate all that you do and all that you have done or endure for putting up with us, 
Many times with no appreciation, we honor you today and we praise you, not above God, but above us. We praise you mothers today. Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. I want to do something different this morning. I want every mother to stand this moment, at this moment. Every mother, grandmother to stand. If you are an expecting mother, I want you to stand. If you're a mother that ha hasn't been able to have a child, you haven't been able to conceive, I want you to stand this morning. <clears throat> and husbands and children, if you're next to your mother, I want you to place your hands on them. If you want to hug them, that's fine. That's even better. <coughs> Excuse me. The Bible says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. And the fruit of the womb, a reward. So I want every mother to close her eyes. I'm going to pray a blessing over you this morning. Every mother here, you're expecting, I want to pray for you. you. You want to have a child, but you haven't been able to. I want to pray for you too. Because God knows your heart. Amen. Father, we just lift up every mother here today. Thank you, Lord, for who you created them to be. You created them with so much value, Lord, that we take for granted. And so, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these precious mothers through whom life begins and that by them, Lord, we are nurturing to special treasures of your creation. We lift up every mother here today, Lord, to your love and to your care. We pray for their every need and strength and love and support and appreciation so that they may continue to nurture their families with much love and honor and love for you. We ask, O oh Lord, to bless these precious mothers today and every day. Extend, Lord, your hands of grace over them and grant them the joy in their lives of being a mother and help them to encourage their, chi their children to help them grow in the fear and in the admonition of the Lord. I pray for the mothers who, that are expecting right now, Lord, that you would help them in their journey of motherhood, that they, that they would be surrounded with godly mothers, godly influence that they may find fulfillment in which you have ordained before the foundation of the world. And for those who have been longing to conceive but have not been able to, Lord, Father, breathe life into the womb of these precious daughters. Breathe life into them, Lord. For your word says that children are a heritage of the Lord, from the Lord. Breathe life into them that they may attend to and experience the calling of motherhood so that they may bring glory to your name. We pray for the single mothers that are here, Lord. May they find their hope and strength in you alone, for it, they face a difficult task to raise a family on their own. We pray for them, Lord. We ask that you guide them and protect them and provide for their every need. We pray for healing and restoration and healing of the hearts and mind that they may be restored in hope for a better future in their lives. For mothers were created in your image. And so, Lord, we release 
your blessings, your favor, your protection, your love. And Lord, that you are well pleased with every mother presented here today before your holy presence. Thank you, Lord. I want everybody to stand. If you're here this morning, maybe you don't have a good relationship with your mother.